please be advised that this episode does include sensitive content. This week on Not Just Another Sex Podcast. And so I feel like even um, coming off as hyper-independent, certain women, we have these traits where we want to do everything, we want to take care of everything, and so independent, but it's like, I wish that the world did not pat us on the back so much for it, because sometimes it's a sign that you've been asked to grow up too soon, you know? So even me reaching out to you, I had an almost an instant comfort, because I was like, oh, he's an older man, he knows what he doing. And it used to really piss me off when people were like, oh, you got daddy issues. And not like to me specifically, but like in social media, it's like when a woman has issues in dating, the first thing people scream is like, oh, you have daddy issues. But you have to slow down and say, okay, even if I don't like the person or like how they're delivering it, is there a truth to what they're saying? You know, and I had to realize, damn, bitch, you got daddy issues. And even though you thought that you have worked through them, this is how they still show up. Hey, sugar. You're listening to Not Just Another Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Samaya Burton. I've been a hands-on sexual educator for over five years through my company, Sexual Essentials. So I can tell you that being an adult absolutely has its perks. But now let's talk about just how hard adulting really is. Whether you're healing trauma, building healthy relationships, or figuring out how to create your own happiness, the truth is you may feel like you don't know what you're doing. But you're here now, and that's enough. Hey y'all, welcome back to Not Just Another Sex Podcast. I am your host, Samaya Burton, and I am super excited for today's episode. <sighs> Before we even get started into all of that, let's just get into the adult tip of the day. Let's start off with a little bit of structure, right? So the adult tip of the day is something that we added to the show because there are so many different things um, that we learn over time that help us as we all try to grow up, you know? I know it sounds crazy that we're adults, but you look up and we're like 30 years old. So um, this can be a therapy tip. This could just be like a life hack or just something that you didn't know or a fun fact. Um, today's adult tip of the day is don't take things personal. And it's I think it sounds pretty simple and straight to the point, but I don't think people realize how much um, you may be taking what someone else is doing personal. And it gets really difficult to communicate with people if you think that everything is about you. When people are communicating from their perspective, they're communicating with their boundaries in place. They're communicating to let you know what makes them comfortable and uncomfortable, or they already know something about their schedule or something that you don't know. People do not owe you an explanation, you know, when they tell you no. And Usually the only people that really have a problem with this are people that are chronic people pleasers because you're like, well, I do it for them. You don't have to. You don't owe anybody an explanation. Um, so if you tell someone, hey, I don't want to come over tonight, you don't have to tell them, oh, well, this is this. actually you don't. You know, um, you need to put your own energy first. Um, you don't have to be rude to do that. Um, and you should trust that the people that you're dealing and interacting with that they communicate good enough that you don't have to take what they're saying personal. If they tell you something and you don't like it, that does not mean that they're out to get you. So the adult tip of the day, please be mindful as you go through your week um, to not take things personal and just say, okay, like if it's a problem, then it's a problem. But if it's not, sometimes you're just, you're taking shit personal. You don't have to. So today we have a guest. We have the infamous King Hef. I'm super excited to have you today. Thank you for having me. Yes. So today we have an amazing conversation about kink and lots of good stuff. But before we get into that, I wanted to bring you in on today's Twitter talk. Mm -hmm. So Twitter talk is a segment that we talk about whatever is trending or controversial things. I don't know if you know about black Twitter. I know you're on Twitter, but, you know, infamous black Twitter. So many amazing conversations have stemmed from there. Mm -hmm. And of course, with the recent controversies and changes going on, I wanted to kind of keep it alive, you know, so Twitter talk. So today's Twitter talk is squirting is not an orgasm. Mm. Yes. So I wanted to know what your experience was with um, with squirting and finding out that that wasn't an orgasm or have you only experienced it where like maybe a client has had an orgasm, but they did squirt? Like what was your experience, especially from a male point of view? Well, I mean, first time I ever saw someone squirt was in a porn. I was very interested. <laughs> Fair. And then when I got a chance to experience for the first time, it was like you're always chasing that rabbit. And then learning different t tips, tools, and techniques on how to help women achieve squirting. Um, so 
me, that's just something new that I just like that's recently trending. Like skirt squirting is not an orgasm. It's like, really? Yes. So I was on um I was on eight at the table and they were like, Oh, you know, how do women um squirt and things like that? And I was like, Well, first things first, I don't want you guys to chase the squirt because mm-hmm. sometimes an orgasm can be accompanied with squirting, but there have been times that I've squirted, but I didn't have an orgasm. Mm. And like, there is a level of release that comes with that. I mean, cause your body is, you know, yes. um, letting go of um, these emissions and whatnot. But I've had orgasms that had no squirting involved at all. And they were amazing, you know? Um, so as a woman who can squirt and a woman who doesn't always squirt, mm-hmm. my personal thing is I'm not a huge fan of it. I, it's such a mess. Like, it's a mess. Like you really can't go to sleep like that. That cold. That's a cold spot. Now in the bed. One thing. That's, <laughs> one thing I found out is very helpful are puppy pads. Puppy pads. Like people like what, what? I have seen that now. But don't get the white ones. The white ones you can get from anywhere. Get the black ones. Right? <laughs> if you get the black ones, it looks very nice, right? It don't look like a dog, all right? They're very nice, but they really absorb it all. Like you can, it can, it can be, you can be super squirter, and it will super not. Soaker. It will not um, come through on the sheets of the bed. That's crazy. Yes, they have all type of sheets now. I know, but, right? Um, yes, there are all kind of crazy tools out there. But today's Twitter talk is that squirting is not an orgasm. And I think that there's nothing wrong with, like, following, you know, trying to have an orgasm. If mm-hmm. that's something, I mean, uh, trying to have a squirting experience, if that's something your partner is into. I know a lot of men like it. I feel like a lot of men like to see squirting because it's a visual, like, Pat on the back. Like, yes. okay, I'm doing something mm-hmm. right. How did that, does it feel kind of crazy to find out, damn, every time like a woman squirts, she ain't having an orgasm? So like, that would kind of put me in my head if I was a man. Well, yeah, and at the same time is a lot of times women have squirted, you know, early on, but the guy they were with, got a finish, thought they were peeing on them. So then they sort of got upset and really traumatized them mm-hmm. and not allowed them to, be fully free and within themselves and they held back. So sometimes you can sort of like, sort of like King shaming or whatever, but it's sort of like bodily function shaming. (laughs) Bodily fluid shaming. Yeah. So, you know, like just roll with it. Like if it comes out, it comes out. I mean, like some people like to get peed on. Look here. That's a whole nother topic for another day. So, I don't know about y'all, but I am definitely at a point where staying home is one of my favorite places to be. It's where I'm the most comfortable, but also at this age, it's where I want to feel the most central. So how do I get both? Sexual Essentials thigh-high socks have been amazing. First of all, they actually are made for thick thighs as well. So they go all the way up to my lady parts. So I put them on with a pair of boy shorts or cute undies, crop top or a large t-shirt, and I'm in the mirror taking selfies and I just can't get enough of it. I'm super obsessed. So they have five colors and we want you to get 15% off as our loyal listeners. So make sure that you use code NJASP, you know, the initials of the podcast, and you're going to get 15% off your entire order. The link can be found below, or you can check the link in our bio on any of our social medias so that you can get your pair of socks before your color sells out today. All right, now back to the show. This topic that we are coming in to talk about, um, some of my personal um trauma experiences and how I have found that they have come up in the type of kinks that I've discovered Uh that I've been attracted to that um, I have desires around and kind of just really talking about how they correlate. So I'm nervous. Why are you nervous? I'm nervous. You know, you let people in. I think I'm letting people in in a, um, with like a level of like, I guess duality Uh is maybe the right word. And so it's like, I'm not only talking about, um, my personal traumas and things that have happened in such a specific way, you know, like I've been doing this for five years and I don't think I have any episode that is on Patreon or anywhere else. Well, maybe some, um, no, for sure. We kind of touched on some of it, but my um, personal traumas and then actually doing the work and relating to them and reaching back and seeing how they connect to the kinks that I like today. That's so, dope. Um, so I wanted you on specifically um, for, I guess, this solo episode that's kind of about me because you were the very first impact play session that I booked. Like as far as like hiring a sex worker Mm -hmm. or any of that, you were the very first person that I hired. Um, And when I look back, it makes sense that I hired you. 
and I, hopefully at the end you'll understand, you know, you'll understand more as well. But um, I guess we'll just get right into it. Do it. Oh, I'm nervous. I wish I drank. All right. Would, would a drink help you? That's your liquid courage right no, there? No, I don't I don't drink anymore. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm just, I guess I just got to deal with the sitting the emotions, which is so yes. crazy. You got um, to let it flow and just like, because when, it's it's just like meditating. You know, I, you're meditating and you have the thoughts to come. You just got to let it flow through. So in this moment, in you being vulnerable and authentic in your true self, with yourself, just let it flow, right? Let it flow. Okay. All right. So let's start with the first one. Dating older men. (laughs) So my first sexual interaction um, was not a consensual one, um, but it was with an older man. Mm. And ridiculously older. We ain't talking about like, oh, it's a couple years I like older men. No, this is absolutely inappropriate. He was like like 30, 40 years. Yes. Oh, wow. Um, Which one? 30 or 40? And... 30s. Oh, wow. I believe that was 30s. But as a preteen, you know, and if we're just being totally honest, like the first person, the first sexual experience I ever had was with my dad. So, like, that was really difficult. I mean, I don't think there's any way to, it's really difficult wrapping my mind around having to go backwards and kind of take accountability for the type of men that I have attracted myself to today. And for the longest, I was very, I only dated older men. And so I never saw a problem with it. Like, I knew where it came from. But it was also, like, a a resisting to myself. Almost like, oh, no, I can't be with a a guy that's my age. They're too immature. But acknowledging the fact that, baby, you're immature. Like, you're only this age. You know what I mean? You're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. And so I feel like even um, coming off as hyper-independent, like, in the past, and just certain women, we have these traits where— we want to do everything. We want to take care of everything and and so independent. But it's like, I wish that the world did not pat us on the back so much for it because it's only a, it's not only a sign, but sometimes it's a sign that you've been asked to grow up too soon, you know? Um, so even me reaching out to you, I had an, almost an instant comfort because I was like, oh, he's an older man. He knows what he's doing. And even though that may be true for you in dating, that's a hell of a you know, umbrella of a statement to say like, oh, because he's an older man, this is a better, this is a better pick for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like some disclaimers here, I did not <laughs> date King Hef. I I hired him for a service um, for an impact play session, which we'll get to um, later on in the episode. But still how that shows up and where you, you know, where I find comfort. Sure. All right. So that was one of the things for me. Have you experienced that with... Um, Certain women that do you feel like certain women hire you because they are more comfort with a like more comfort with an older man versus younger? Um, I have not had anyone express that to me before. Oh, here's a first, huh? Yeah, so you know, it's the first time for everything. I mean, I, I do get sometimes I get, you know, the age play, the daddy dom type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me it's really all about connection. So one thing about it is, is I don't take sessions from just anyone. For me, everything has to connect, like visually, energetically, vibrationally. Everything has to connect. If one of those, one of those three things are off, um, it doesn't matter how much money you have. It's not working for me because I'm vibrationally, energetically, and you know this from just just interacting with me, just even just getting a hug. I am I'm a very I project a lot of positive incredible energy, right? So the the woman has to be very open to receiving that you know, in all aspects, right? Just not physically, just not emotionally, but all aspects to know that there's there's a connection and then when when it's when it's time to take a journey and you go with me, I'm gonna really take you on a journey. So I feel like that's that's definitely where the the older men mm-hmm. thing kind of came in and it used to really piss me off when people were like oh you got daddy issues and not like to me specifically but like in twitter world or social media it's like when a woman has issues in dating the first thing people scream is like oh you have daddy issues mm-hmm. but you have to slow down and say okay even if i don't like the person or like how they're delivering it is there a truth to what they're saying you know and i had to realize damn bitch you got daddy issues like mm. and and even though you thought that you have worked through them, this is how they still show up. 
you know. Um, and so I've always used sex as a outlet to express or even navigate through things that have maybe seemed scary in the original way that I experienced. That's right. Um, so to number two, um, nipple play. I have a huge thing about nipples, like period. Um, I I love women. I think that men are great, but like women got boobs. They do. And <laughs> women have boobs. And if y'all could compete with that, that'd be really like, but you can't. Like women got boobs. No. Um, and so like for the longest though, I did not have a lot of sensitivity in my nipples at all. And so I even had to go back and like I I remember I did a um EMDR therapy. Um so for some of the people that have went to like trauma therapy and things like that, it's a um it's a type of therapy where you actually have to re-talk through the scenario over and over and over and over again until it doesn't bring out any um like visual responses. So like you're not crying, you're not <gasps> all that. Yes. Like you're just able to recall it as a memory. And like so it's really it's a really aggressive form of therapy, but it's also very helpful. But it was only then that I was able to calm down with like some of my emotions to really see what was behind the emotion with me calm. Now explaining the situation. Yes. So when you're not crying and hollering and all that other stuff or however you express yourself and you're just able to recall the situation you can pick up on the things that you're supposed to learn right and so even just on me talking about the experience like with my dad um one of the places that i was always like rubbed on i guess in this situation is my nipples and it's so Mm. crazy because that's not a painful place right but anything that's not supposed to be that way is so crazy because years later i couldn't feel anything like Mm. so it was almost like sucking on them was just like because it looks good because i mean even though like nipples can feel good, like to the touch and feel good to the person, it's visually appealing to watch somebody like suck on a titty. Yes. You know? Yes. So he's like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so for the longest, I was just like, okay, I mean, the guy can do it. I mean, it's not a problem. I mean, it looks great. But when I found out that nipple orgasms were possible, oh, yeah. I was like, the fuck you mean? Like, I got to experience this. And so for me, even exploring nipple orgasms was a way of just saying that I want to give this undivided attention to this area because y'all talking about I can orgasm from it and I can't even feel it. You know what I'm saying? And so then like when I think about even women saying that like, I don't feel much during sex or things like that. And like barring any actual medical conditions, Mm -hmm. if you feel like, I can't, and I get this DM all the time. We have a class on it on Patreon. Like, what if I can't feel anything? Because that's the, and it's such a blanket statement, but I know what they mean. It's like, when you touch something, I don't get any type of sensation or anything. There is a block there. It doesn't hurt, but it is a block. And I don't think a lot of us are really as sensitive to ourselves as we can be, as, and really know what, we know what things that hurt feel like. But things that don't have any feeling in it at all is another type of pain. Um, and I don't think a lot of people so down enough to even figure that out, you know. So even for me, for the longest, it was really difficult for me to really embrace the fact that I like nipples and titties as much as I do. Because I'm like, well, that's connected to, you know, something I'm not proud of, like a, you know, a molestation experience. Yes. You know, um, but it was just like, what I look like living in a world without titties. <laughs> so, like, so I gotta figure it out find another way um, to explore these these things um, so something I really liked about our session when we did it this impact play session was that I got to experience different sensations in different part of my different parts of my body in a more like a zoned out way like when when you were applying pressure to a certain area that was the only area you were applying pressure to at that moment, you know, which gave me time to let feeling come back. You know what I mean? And so that's something that I had explored on my own, just even realizing that sometimes it just takes way longer to get the feeling versus like five or 10 minutes of, you know, foreplay, which is another reason that people should be getting 18 to 40 minutes of foreplay and things like that, because everything doesn't get sensation at the same time frame, Correct. you know? Some things, yeah, if you eat my pussy, I ain't going to lie to you. In five minutes, it's going to be feeling good. Like, it, I, I don't need a whole bunch of time for that. <laughs> um, but certain things, it was just like, damn, is this on? Like, is the oven work? You know, certain things. So um, I hope that someone listening to this is like, hmm, there are certain parts of my body that 
they could use more time. Definitely. You know, than not. Um, And one thing I also agree with you on is, like, the breasts. Not just the nipples, the whole breasts. All the titty meat? All the titty. All the titty. Okay. Full titty. Circumference. 360. All right. Need attention. (laughs) Yes, it does. All of it. It's so soft. Like, it yeah. really is so soft. I don't I don't know what it is, but I, titties be busting. So, <laughs> titties be Tabernacle. busting. Hey, you guys. It's your host, Samaya. I hope that you guys are loving the show. Let's think about this name here. Not just another sex podcast means that some of it is absolutely sex. So if you're loving the content and you want to talk about this more, you need to join our Patreon community. There we have almost 300 hands-on classes, workshops, interviews, behind the scenes, and so much more. We even meet up once a week on Zoom to discuss the episodes. Did you relate to something? Did you have something to say? Or did you just need to talk about it a little more and meet other like-minded people? Patreon is definitely where you need to be so don't hesitate look below click the link sign up and i will see you at our weekly zoom all right now back to the show all right so the third one on my list uh is aggression and punishment reward Mm. right so it's so crazy because if you meet me in person i'm one of those people that really tries not to or at least now right tries not to talk crazy to people you know i realized that i grew up with um a lot of verbal abuse, you know, and there's one there's a there's a fine line between discipline and verbal abuse. And so this is something, you know, you guys, you guys are getting after years of therapy. Right. So I'm able to discuss it a little quicker. But there there is no reason for parents to be talking to their children in certain ways. Right. right? Um, and putting your child down and and things like that. And so that's something that um, I got very used to, like people talking in a very aggressive way to me. And in life, I hate that shit. I hate it. But sexually, I don't mind it at all. (laughs) I also found that I have a desire to talk crazy to people. So like even um, so I was I was saying that this year is one of the years I want to explore um, going down a dominant type of path where I get to um, explore what that looks like. Explore what what do I look like in that manner? Because I think trying to be always trying to be conscious of being polite to people and not letting what has happened to me come out. Right. Because I used to have a hell of a mouth on me. Why? Because when someone talks to you like that, you pick it up. You know how to do it. Like I'm not proud of how mean I can be, which is why I work so hard on being like a pleasant person. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you have a moment where you just want to go to fuck off or you want to say certain things to somebody but my thing is always consent and just kink has helped me realize there are people that sometimes want to be talked to like that. They, they want to be taught. Oh, whew, I lot. found out many times. Look here. And I love that. There are certain people that I have been with um, for a partner specifically. And I've had to let them know, like, I want to talk to you like this and it does something for them. So now I've found something that's not a good quality talking to people crazy. Right. And found someone who consents and it's like, no, nah, I want you to talk to me like that. And so now it's like, oh, <laughs> like in, a, in in my actual like romantic relationship, I wouldn't want that. But I do. I can acknowledge that. Sometimes I want to be a bitch. And I and I don't want to be a bitch for being a bitch. I want to be a bitch within someone else's consent, you know. And so I think that that's even crazy. Like sometimes it's a little crazy to me. Mm. I feel like also. There is a level of being talked too crazy that I like. I don't think I've explored that fully, but I feel like the there has to be a level of um a level of trust and like super high respect. Like someone that I knows would do like anything for me. I feel like that's the type of person that could say anything to me. Mm. But I couldn't take a chance on somebody talking to me crazy that really don't fuck with me like that. So I so can you give like two examples of some things that you like said to you? Most of mine are words of affirmation. So let me go into the other side of my brain. Yeah. I like words all together. So I you I mean, you know, I like words of affirmation. Um but even just being like a dirty little bitch okay. or like Anything. I think it's more so adding curse words in there for me. So someone so you rather be called a dirty little bitch 
a dirty little whore or, or a dirty a nasty, little slut. I think I like nasty because I'm I'm not a very dirty person. Right, so a nasty bitch. <laughs> yes, so and I, I think it has so, to be there. Yes, there nasty. Like yes, I gotta be yo nasty. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you are my nasty bitch. Yes. Okay. I, I I definitely gonna have to pull out like a thesaurus and see what other yeah. words is out there because okay. also some of the words that's thrown around they sound too cheesy for me. What you know what I mean? Dis- what about disgusting? How does that make you feel? It dep- If they're spitting in my mouth at the same oh. time, I think I. <laughs> oh my my! See, my well, thing well. is I don't. <laughs> The thing is, it's like it's the I have boundaries, but it's like with the with a certain person. Okay, I want us to have no boundaries. Okay, like so I want you so know? all right. So when they spit, do you want just the you want cute? Phew. I want it cute. You don't want I, keep it cute. Okay, not not hocking a loogie in, in your mouth. All right, you know asking. what? We about to end the episode right I'm here, right asking. now. Thank you for tuning. But see, those are the specific no, those things are specific that you have questions, to ask. Yes, because the person that's in the who you want the spitter. Right, <laughs> they need to know what they, they need doing. to know, right? No, they, that's serious. They, yeah. Or they need to know how the spit tea wants to be spat on or in. Yes, that yes. this is very true. Um, I think that all the people that I wanted to, in a sense, I guess, slut me out, mm-hmm. they were all had such an innocence to them that they couldn't do it, you know. And so that left me to a point where now I have to hire. And people are like, why you hire a sex worker? Y'all, y'all can say if you hire me, you're hiring a sex worker. Booyah, got your ass. So I don't think y'all realize like sex work is a lot of things. It's not just um, $40 on a nightstand. Right. You know what I'm That's saying? Right. It's so many different things. So this impact play session was me hiring a, that is sex work. And it didn't have many sexual components. You know what I mean? Like at all. But yet I was on fire. I was on fire. Like my body was responding to all of these, you know, different things. And I know y'all like tell us more about that, but we're going to get to that. And then we've talked about this. I have a, like this, you know, in the bedroom, there are men that want to be called daddy. And for you all that don't know, um, King Hef is a brand that um, he has that is an umbrella of all the different products and things that he does. But his his name in this world, if you look for him, is Daddy Hef. And, you know, we've always had a little back and forth and he's like Samaya call me the re- the correct name and that was always that was the only thing that almost stopped me from booking you from our session not because I thought that anything was wrong with it on your behalf or that being your name mm-hmm. but up until this point maybe called a man daddy once or twice sure um and that might have been why I was even drunk so like I want to be able to do stuff like that sober you know that's one of the things I tell people like I'm this nasty on a regular day, like on a Tuesday. Like, this is just how I am because I don't see anything wrong with it. But things that I desire, um, back when I was drinking, like if I wanted something while I was drinking, I had to ask myself, do you really want that in real life now? Or is it was it just because you're drinking or, Mm -hmm. you know, like the scenario? And for me, I was never able to get into the call me daddy thing, even with somebody who was totally like, you know, like in character. You know, some people kind of say it like you just slid into some pussy on the first time Thomas would call you daddy. Bro, you got me <laughs> fucked up. That ain't got nothing to do with trauma. You yeah. just got me fucked up. Yeah, like, yeah. no, like you ain't even did no work. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't even know her middle name. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you can't be in this pussy talking about some call me daddy on the first try. I think that that's, that's not realistic to me. Um, so, so a lot of my kinks have a level of realism to them, you know? So yeah, but it is on my list. I am, I think I am ready. I still got some boundaries around it. Because I can't just do it. To, I can't call anybody daddy. Well, I really can't. Well, I get that. And not everyone's worthy of being called daddy. These are the facts. These are the facts. So it has to be someone. And so I do remember us having plenty of conversations about that. And there are times when I'll meet people. They'd be like, I'm not calling you daddy help. I'm like, well, what's your name? They'd be like, it's Susan. I'd be like, well, what up? <laughs> What up, Stephanie? That ain't my name. <laughs> well, well, do you like me calling you Stephanie or your name Sue? Oh, call me Sue. Okay, well, you call me Daddy Hell. Period, point blank. Or you don't talk to me at all. It's, 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 it's one of the two. Like that, for me, there's no, there's no, there's no giving for that because it's about respect, right? Like, even if we just met, I'm respecting you. Hey, what's your name? Oh, my name is somebody. Oh, what's up, somebody? How you doing? I ain't calling you uh uh Kilolo. 
That's a terrible thing. I went, oh, right. <laughs> no, I, I totally get Word what you're up. saying. And so even for me, I, you know, and I, I work with people all day, every day. So that's not, that's always been understood, especially as a person that works in sex education, that sure. you call people by their name. But I can honestly sit here and I can say that when I did my session, I think that that was a mental block for me. Mm-hmm. Having to respond, you know, yes, daddy have or whatever it was is not because I couldn't necessarily get comfortable with it, but just not enough time, you mm-hmm. know? So even for me, it was just one of those things like, do you really want to book the session knowing that you have to say? And I literally was like, I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't know if I want to, but I think that, um, I think that there is a level of just even in the kink world, a lot of people have the name daddy or mama this in their name. Mm-hmm. And I guess I wonder, you know, how are, what's a better way to almost practice working around that? Because of course, even me booking the impact play session was for me to physically work through some of my traumas, not just, not just actually sexually or emotionally or, you know, mentally like I do in therapy, but it was a therapy for my body. You know what I mean? To even to, to welcome back in certain feelings and things like Mm. that. And it's, it still sucks. It still sucks because it's like, damn, I have to, I can't separate the name from the person who is the most qualified, right? you know? And so that that's very difficult, especially because it's not like, I don't want to call you another person's name. It's, this is a very, you're talking about people have mom and dads, you know? So it's like when we say that in in this space, Mm -hmm. that could be difficult. And so, you know, it was something that I decided to do anyway, but, you know, I tell people all the time, I did more sessions um, with other people after I did yours. And so, you know, it's just one of those, one of those things that I had to take um, where it's like, you know, they say don't do anything that makes you uncomfortable. But sometimes when you want to do something new, there is a level of uncomfortable with it. And so for me, I chose to um, keep that small area of uncomfortable only because I knew that finding someone else to do this session, I was going to have more things I was uncomfortable with with them versus just the name, you know. And over time, it gets it gets better, you know, but... That one was definitely a difficult one for me. And then the last one I want to talk on is, um, and this isn't from a session that I've done with you, but just on my list of traumas sure. and, and and kink. Um, when it comes to my fantasies, I've always had a fantasy of a male, male, female threesome. And people are always like, you know, you want to get a train ran on you. And, you know, she's just always talking about this. Uh <laughs> That's an amazing thing. I think, first of all, That's if I can find two men that care about my safety, yes. excuse me, my safety enough to have um, have this level of care for me and to make sure that I don't get hurt while experiencing something that I'm asking asking to experience, um, that in itself is pretty just an orgasmic thought to me because and, and plus you deserve that. First of like, all, and do you do because. <laughs> Like the the, the was, here's the beautiful thing. The beautiful thing is having a male partner who who honors your that desire and that fantasy, and it's like high five. Let's go forward, yeah. right? And then establishing boundaries and creating a connection between not only him but between the three of you all, and know that like. Y'all aren't there to be worrying about, oh, what if, what if, what if my dick touches his? Like, y'all just high-five each other. Like, yo, let's. I'm about to say, I don't know. Everybody, everybody ain't down yeah, like that. Yeah, but, 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 yes, but, I know but, exactly. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's getting out of that mindset. Like, man. I'm, that this is about like, you. Like, like oh, man, I don't, I don't want another dude touching mine. Like, bro, it's not. First of all, it's not about you. It's about her. If you if you are caring for Samaya and her, her, and, and her desires and her wants and her needs and her pleasure, then that's that's second nature. Like everything's understood. Like here's the thing that's understood, sir. Listen, whatever you do, don't be touching me unless I give you a high five or a hand bump. Don't be rubbing my ass. Don't be don't, don't <laughs> like like. And, and these are these are and these, these are, are things that are talked about. These are things that are talked jump, about. Of Word course. Up. And and so when you when you establish some boundaries and every and everything's good, then comes the time for the masterpiece of working out of the one who. Wants and deserves that 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 fantasy and that thing to become a reality. Yeah. I think that, um, well, not think I know. Um, so this has always been. It's so crazy because the first um, and people always ask, "Have you had your fantasy?" I've not had my fantasy, 
Um, but in high school, I had a situation that was not consensual, mm. and this is what happened. And that's what got me open to wanting to have two men. And so, you know, there's a lot of a blame and guilt and shame that comes with this because people are like, and even in high school, that's very difficult to hear that, oh, you got a train ran on you for something that I did not consent to. Like, you're over here saying these words. Um, that's rape. Like, that's what that is. And But the woman ends up taking this, the, the blame of it all, right? And so also just being younger. And, and this is, I think, why it's so important to talk to your kids about sex. Because at the end of the day, if you're not, they're going to do it anyway. If they want anyway. to do something, they're going to do it. Believe and that. so, you know, me, I'm sneaking out the house and find myself in a situation with someone that I like. And it's like, oh, this person is going to bring me over and da-da-da-da-da. And it turns into a situation that I did not ask for. And at a certain age, and I think this is also just so important why, why like, being raised properly helps. Because, like, your boundaries aren't good. The things that you allow, you know, are not good, you know. And so, like, at a younger age, I had terrible boundaries. Um but also not wanting to speak up because you're afraid because I just snuck out the house. So, like, I just snuck out the house. I don't want to get in trouble for this. And so, you know, this situation happens. But for me, it was a level of, well, if this had been different, though, that wouldn't have been terrible, you know? And even then, I was asking myself, like, am I fucking crazy? Like, who who does that? But it was just like, this is a natural feeling. I can't help what I feel. I can't help how my body responds, of course. you know? And so just... Even though that was not the circumstance that I wanted it to happen, you know, and even years later, having to realize, like, the guy that I did, like, put me in a terrible position, put me in a terrible position, um, position, a horrible position. And, you know, trying to correct mistakes as an adult that you made back then are really difficult because you can't go back and change it. Like, you can't be like, you know what, this is what I would have done differently. But now today in my sex life, I feel a lot of power around still and when I tell people I'll try anything three times I really do mean it because even though the first experience with two men was not consensual and it was a very like traumatic experience I was still able to see both sides like hold on if there were two men here though that did care about me this could be totally different because the vibe still you know what I mean like before this happened was still there mm -hmm. you know um, and being able to acknowledge that even with myself and be okay with looking in the mirror and saying, you know what, that's something I desire and just being okay with it. I think that it's always been really difficult because I don't want, I think I was so concerned with like other men not thinking like this about me, but it's like, do you see all of that, I've, that I've done, all that I've accomplished, everything else? And if that one thing that I want, like consensually want, doesn't outweigh that, but yet all these unconsensual things have happened mm -hmm. and you don't care, then you're just not the person for me regardless, you know? So I really um, take pride in myself for like finding, um, you know, finding a way to transmute the energy of things that have happened bad and not burying them forever because I couldn't imagine how boring my sex life would be and how a life without pleasure would feel because as women and even men as well, you've a lot of us have been traumatized over and over and over. And if you just was like, I'm not going to do this because I was traumatized by this, that list would be so long. You would never feel pleasure in your life. And so even even men, men will be like, oh, I lost my virginity to this 20 some year old woman. You ain't swear off pussy, did you? Like definitely not. De definitely not. Like so with women, it's the same thing. If something happens that you don't like, like. I'm not saying it's easy to pick up and, and find where it can intertwine in your sex life, but sometimes that's the only way that you can deal with it. My name is Samaya, and I'm the host of Not Just Another Sex Podcast, and I might look familiar to you because I'm also the owner of Sexual Essentials. One of the main things that I was known for was teaching people how to do the skills that they need to have a great sex life. That means I teach masterclasses in dick riding 101, masturbation and squirting, and the infamous mouth masterclass. So what we're doing today for our listeners is giving you 50% off any class of your choice with the code NJASP. That's just the, you know, initials of the name of the podcast, if you can't remember. But use the link below or any of the links in our bio so you can take advantage of this offer. All right, now back to the show. And so that brings me to my session with you. Um, so I, I know I called you up and I was like, hey, this is my story. This is what I'm trying to do, you know. Um, and I've discussed I, I like to dom myself, right? 
And one of those ways was I was I was writing a book at that time and I was looking for someone to um, kind of keep me on track. Um, and we decided to book an impact play session first. And so it didn't end up with you like becoming my dom. Um, but I did get so much from the impact play session. And even though it was not as orgasmic or just pleasure as the things after, it's only because I did the session with you the first time that I was even able to get to those levels in the, you know, the following, Mm -hmm. you know, um, instances. And I I feel like I'm talking cryptic, but I hired other sex workers after him, y'all. Like Mm -hmm. I did, you know, I did an erotic massage with Dash. I did. um, And then uh, Sir Marvelous was last. So, you know, even going to another man, you know, that was more my age was even a big deal for me. You know, a lot of there's a lot that happens even in sex work that's not you know, that's not right. So going to someone that you vet was like super important to me. And, you know, in this space, Daddy Hef is one of the most, like you've, I mean, like outside of what Jess said and Jasmine and King Noir, I don't think that there's, you know, there are other people that have been doing this, but in my field with my colleagues, they're just so like, you've been doing this like the longest, you know? Um, And so many people are able to speak on like his work. He's been in the, he's performed in the art exhibit two years in a row. So, Um, it was super amazing if you guys have not watched the documentary on that. So sad that you missed out, but please log into Patreon and check that out. Um, links are below. Um, but yes, it was amazing. Um, but let's talk about the impact play session. Sure. So there, um, because people can intertwine impact play into their own homes. Right. Um, so they don't probably don't have that whole goodie bag that you have to go through TSA with, but they do have their hands, Correct. you know. And so let's talk about choking. So when people are deciding they want to be choked, what is what are they getting attached to? What's the feeling that that's um, making them want that? It's just. You know, when your breath is cut off, right, sort of cut off, not cut off all the way, but it's restricted. There's a certain amount of dopamine that gets released, which makes it pleasurable. Mm. But at the same time, being choked will allow you, it can be very fight, flight, you know, (laughs) fight or flight, right? That's why I tell people BDSM, there's no gray area. There's no in between. You either having fun or in a hospital over back of a police car. I mean, it's just, you see the or. Yeah. It's a or B, it ain't A and a half. Right. Right. So, like, it's that sensation of being able to breathe and relaxing while your breath is being restricted and there's p- pressure around your neck. Where do people go wrong when they're trying to? Because a lot of people are like, well, I like to be choked during sex. And they ain't went through no classes. They, I mean, they're still alive. So they don't think they're doing anything wrong, right? Um, where do people, I mean, we, we both got on all the turtlenecks today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you show me um, where people go wrong? You well, see where they're trying to do this? Well, or? Some, some people like grab like the trachea part right here. Like this, this part, yeah. I like know. with the thin part of their hands? Yeah, like, like this. Like They're going to grab this part right here. You see... It changes my voice, right? So if you're doing that, you could actually damage somebody's larynx. No one's trying to do that, right? Or you can you can apply too much pressure here on this on this on this artery right here, right? Mm-hmm. Or over here. Oh, I could feel that. Yeah, right. So you if you if you, if you press your thumb on that too much, or have your nails dug in, you know, it's gonna be uncomfortable. It's gonna be uncomfortable. And not only that. Okay. You know, not only that, someone could black out. And so the thing is, is that people feel that because they've seen it before or they may experience it like, oh, my God, I want to be choked till I pass out. Like, All right, okay, now. Okay, listen, that's not a problem, but is the person who's choking you out till you pass out, do they know what to do when you pass out? Right. That's a whole nother, that's right? a whole nother thing. Because if you choke someone till they pass out, you got to know how to get them right to make sure they get revived. Right. Because, you know. Do you teach a class on choking? I do. Okay. So how do we sign up for this class? Because, I mean, when I, I'm just saying, all the greats have went to you now at this point. So I feel like for my 2023, when I'm on my bucket list, working on, you know, picking up these skills, mm-hmm. where do I, where am I going to, to get these skills? Oh, well, I mean, well, currently 
I'm in the process of revamping my my booking page. So, um, of course, now you if you want to learn how to properly choke, I do teach private online classes for that. Mm-hmm. I do teach. Um, I created this seminar series called the Central Art of Impact Play Seminar Series, and it was pretty much everything that I teach at Exotica. Which what I taught at Exotica is what I do in my private sessions. I don't go that deep because a lot of people are just beginning, but I teach those specific skills. And choking is one of the things that between choking and hand spanking are one of those are two of those things that can go wrong with a lot of people. So with the hand spank oh, and for those that don't know, Exotica is a um a sex based like conference. Right? Like it's Expo. like it's like a it's yeah, an expo, an expo yeah. Where, where, where conference eight? setup. Just like if you go to a conference yeah. for like Black Tech, you guys. Where, it's the same thing, yeah. but for sex, for us. Um, and well, for, we have a... For the adult industry. For the Yes, for the adult industry. And so you can go there and learn different things and um, and stuff like that. But, um, when yes, a lot of people do like spanking. especially And, and you know, men love to slap ass while they're hitting it from the back. So, mm-hmm. like, are there ways to do that wrong? Oh, yeah. Like, How do you do it wrong? <laughs> I mean, you could, you could go too hard. That, that's that's a thud. Like, who wants to do that's? If you just start off and you, that's thud, or if you slap it too hard, like you got to warm. Especially coming off the yeah, like first, got, the first hit yeah, can't be too hard gotta, because yeah, what hurt in in minute one and what hurt in minute ten are two different things. That's correct. You cannot hit me at no ten minute hit right. on minute one. No, you can't. Yeah, so, but at minute ten, I'd be like, oh, I need you to go harder. Than that's right. So yeah. it's, it's just like. Whether you whether you, I tell I use these these things where I tell people it's just like cooking or starting a fire like you just don't start the fire and it's just a bonfire you have to gradually add the kindling to it all yeah. these things to build it up and that's the same thing when it comes to anything with impact anything BDSM wise even if you are vanilla or kink like vanilla kink adjacent where you are fully immersed in kink but you still are not really plain vanilla, but you add you sort of add a both in. You just you wanna you wanna gradually build everything up because everything is about to build up. But I also teach people once you build up how to properly come back down. Come back down. Because That's you can like you scuba can, diving. You could yeah, die. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're not trying to scare y'all. But yeah, it's like with but, scuba diving, if you if you yeah. if you're all the way down and yeah. you come up too fast, fast, like that's very, very dangerous. So But 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 people really like we're not really trying to scare people, or we are trying to scare people because right. that people know. Listen, this is just because. Say if you see a video of me, King Noir, Jesse and Jasmine, all these other kick professionals, Madam Carmen, you see them, a video of them, or you may go to a show where they're performing or whatever, or you watch them on film and you see what they do, and you're like, "I'm gonna do that." Well, you could do that, no problem, but that could be up. That could be up. A problem. Yeah. yeah I will quick. say I will say that um I'm glad I did the impact um session and I, I think I'm gonna and I told you I want to do another one. Um because I'm at a different place now. I'm mm-hmm. open to more things. And for me personally, anybody that's listening that is like, Why do I need this? There are different parts of your body that are not being explored and touched during regular intercourse. And so not having the pressure of being in a Sex space really helped me um, because he was fully clothed, you know, and was able and I didn't have to concentrate on anything else outside of just experiencing what my own skin feels like, you know. And so and there is an art to building up, you know, with like intervals at a time versus just shooting up to level 10, you know. And like he said, even coming down, there is an art to it. If you don't find someone that understands the art of that, then you'll end up just doing a session and getting hit or getting touched mm-hmm. with stuff versus finding the pleasure that can really happen. That's correct. And the other end of it for me is that after doing the session, I was able to breathe. Like I was able to breathe. I did the worst things ever. I, I called a man daddy, right? I, you know, let someone touch on places that I was like, mm, I don't really mess with this area like that or, um, or just spend time without me worrying about being like humiliated or nervous or like in a way of worrying about what a partner thinks, you know, because even sometimes I think that we move on to a different body part so fast and it's like, wait, I 
this was doing something, you know, and you don't really know how to ask your other partner to go back. And so even just um, hiring a sex worker for that, like, that's really amazing. It takes a lot of the pressure off because trying to worry about my partner and how they see me and being that vulnerable and then also trying to discover what my body is talking about physically is a lot to do at one time, you know? And so to me, this was me exploring it on my own for myself. Like you were there, but you didn't matter. It wasn't about, you know what I mean? It wasn't about you. And so um, that was, it was a really great experience for me because it just, it let me know that even though some of these things may have been taken from me or done to me, there is still pleasure in my body. And so um, again, I definitely suggest you all to contact um, Daddy Hef. All of his links will be below. Um, and we're going to have you tell them where to find us after um, towards the end, sure. right here at the end. Um, but it was really great therapy for my body. I had went to therapy for years and got to stretch my mind and think about a lot of things. But my your body still holds on to so much. And so, um, you know, I've discussed um, acupuncture before. I've discussed um, BDSM. And those were two of the main ways that I let my body get therapy mm-hmm. um and let these things out um and just see what happens it's re- it's very much so a science experiment of, and, the, of my body for me you know um i don't think i ever told you this but i want to thank you for being vulnerable right being brave and also not only allow me to do things to your body but you allow me to enter your heart a little bit we, we had a little heart space connection as Always. well and um, really, that's important because, you know, one of the things that I do is it's just not sit on the ground, big go to the knees. It's really about let's let's I'm trying to connect to your heart because in your heart, you hold a lot like you may get things done everywhere else in your body. But your heart, you like, nah, I ain't letting nobody in there. There's so much truth right? in, in saying your truth. Yeah. And so I appreciate right. that. I received that. Um, and, you know, it's just it's so crazy because I remember sitting in therapy three years ago doing EMDR like, bitch, you got me fucked up. I ain't doing I ain't coming back. Um, and now I'm sitting here and I'm saying certain things and it's like, I'm OK. My makeup's still on. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and so I'm I'm very excited um, to see where um, the other ways that I'm able to dive into my healing and sharing more of my story and more specific, you know, and in this conversation, I think this was enough context talk about what we're discussing. But um, for those that are listening, if you can relate to anything that I'm saying, you know, these are things that we're going to be exploring on this show and diving into the different avenues of healing um, that I have taken to become the well-rounded Samaya that you see today. Um, The way that I'm even able to express and recall these things without a certain type of response, not holding or suppressing anything, but because it is a memory. And for me, that's amazing. Um, I'm pretty sure I'll be crying on one of these episodes, but not today. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> All right. Um, so before we let you go, do you have any advice um, for anyone that is looking to um, explore with their partner, but their partner is not into it? How do they explore? So me, I was, for example, I was, um, I think I was in a relationship, but like not to the point like married or anything mm-hmm. like that when I came to you. So I didn't have to really answer to anybody else. Um, but I do remember he was like, you know, you going in there with this man? Like, no, no, no. like, yeah, I am. Like, you know, it's not really about you. How do you um, suggest someone get into that if their partner is not really okay with it? You you know, you have to have a lot of honest communication about that, right? And let your partner know that, like you said, it's not really about you. Like, um, it's almost like you're going to get a massage, right? Because pretty much you're going to get a service done for yourself. This is for your self-care, and really being in, um, really speaking up for yourself, um, in about what you need, and they're like, well, what if I, what if I want to learn it? Well, if you want to learn it, then they teach classes where you can learn it. But right now, this is what I need, and I need you to not, not fight me on this because sometimes it can be a point of contention in relationships because a lot of it boils down to regular basic foundational issues in relationship as far as communication and trust. You see what I'm saying? So really talk to your partner about what you need on your yeses, on your noes, and letting them know, like, listen, honey, I need this. I need this to be a better person for me. 
when I'm a better person for me, I could be a better person for you. Absolutely. Um, I totally agree. Um, we have a course um, when you subscribe. I believe it's when you subscribe to our email list, um, which the link will be below. And again, in all of the links in my bios everywhere that you can find me. Um, when you subscribe to the email list, there is a conversation on positive criticism, a positive criticism course. Um so that way you can learn to talk to your partner about things that they aren't going to like or they are not okay with and how to express yourself um, without being hurtful, without, you know, just being able to speak up for yourself. Because a lot of times people don't really push you back on the things that you're secure on, you know. But if you're trying to express something to someone else before you really got it down, that could be a difficulty. But um, make sure that you guys check out that class. You get that class for free. Um, as soon as you subscribe up for the email list, it, it sends to you. And then to close out our spiritual tip of the day, um, this is definitely growing on me because all of these things have been a level of spiritual healing for me. Um, but we're going to go back to regular stuff. Um, it is an astrology tip of the day today. Um, your sun, moon and rising signs. So um, a lot of people um, hate hearing about astrology, especially because like Twitter and so much is you know, only shines so much light on the sun sign. I'm specifically, I'm an Aries. So people are like, I'm an Aries, so I'm this, 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 this. But then you can meet ones that are different. And so I wanted to highlight the the big three um, when it comes to your birth chart. Um, that is your sun sign, which is the month that you were, you know, like the, which corresponds to the date that you, the one that you say you are. Like I say, I'm an Aries. What, what are you? Virgo. Okay. So he's in Virgo. That is your sun sign. And then you have your moon sign. So when you guys do um, pull your birth chart in full, your moon sign is how you show up emotionally. So emotionally, I'm a Virgo. Mm. Um, so that means that the way that I communicate is people like, oh, or like the way that I handle emotional things, I handle them as a Virgo would. Um, so Aries has its own set of traits. Each sign itself has its own set of traits. And so where Virgo pops up for me is emotionally. That's mm. how I show up. Um, and then you have your rising sign. Um, and that's like your first house. My first, my rising sign is Leo. Um, so that means that if people look at you and they were like, oh, let me guess your sign, the way you present that's what that sign is. So people mistake me for a Leo all the time, which isn't really a big deal because I'm already an Aries. So they're both fire signs. Um, and you guys keep tuning into the spiritual tip of the day because we will break down what all these things mean a little bit at a time at the end of each episode. So um, Daddy Huff, thank you so much for joining me in this conversation. Um, I'm very grateful that I got to you know, have an experience that I wanted and I got something from it. Um, and I'm I'm excited to do it again. You know, I'm excited to do it again. Um, I hope that anybody that's listening to this, I don't know what your goals may be. Your goals may be just to figure out what you like impact wise. Yours don't got to be as deep as mine. And yes. I love that for you. Yes. Uh, so please make sure that you listen up because Daddy Heff is going to tell us where we can find him. Well, on Instagram is at Real Daddy Heff. Um, Twitter is daddy underscore hef. Okay. And then we will have um, the leaks to your websites and everything like that um, below the episode. So you guys make sure you check that out. Um, if you want to see more content between me and daddy hef, you can also um, log into our Patreon. It is a subscription base. Okay. It is almost 300 videos on there. And daddy hef shows up Maybe what, like two or three times? Yeah, about two. About at two. least twice. At least twice. Yeah, at least twice. Um, if you've never seen a impact play session, um, Daddy Huff did a a performance on there for us. Um, and you can also see him in the art exhibit documentary that is on there. So the links for that will be below, and you can go to our website or any of the links in my bio on any of the sites and. Click Patreon and subscribe. So thank you guys so much for saving space for me in this vulnerable conversation today. I can now breathe and unclench my booty cheeks. Oh. And I hope that y'all have a good day. I made it. We she made did. it. We did. did. All right. Thank y'all. And we will see you next time. Thank you so much for making it to the end of this episode. Thank you for keeping an open mind and joining me in creating a safe place for others to share their truth. Make sure that you're following Not Just Another Sex Podcast wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss our weekly episodes. But also, if you want to keep the conversation going, make sure that you follow us on Instagram, Not Just Another Sex Pod, as well as sexual.essentials. Don't forget to sign up to my Patreon. The link is in the description of this episode. 
not only do you get access to my personal life through my close friends and things like that, but I also have almost 300 classes, workshops, private group chats, hands-on demonstrations, interviews, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want more from me, then that's absolutely where you need to be. If you would like to support this podcast, make sure that you rate and review and make sure that you share this episode with your family and friends. I'll see you next week.